0: Welcome to this edition of Buy Hold Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy Hold Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show.
1: LiveWise, Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby and 2022 has started off with a bang but not in the way investors would have hoped. As many of you would know the S&P ASX 200 has slipped around 7% year to date and with inflation abound and interest rates likely on the rise we thought we'd invite two Aussie investing pros on the show to see how they are positioning their portfolios over the year ahead. Today we're joined by Simon Conn from IML and Bruce Williams from Elston. Let's talk about COVID-19 it's the reason that we're filming from home today or for Simon in the office but it also provided investors with plenty of opportunities to exploit mispriced sectors and stocks. Are those kinds of rotation opportunities available to investors in 2022 or are we more likely to see volatility and weakness from the ASX this year? Bruce I might start on you.
2: Sure, Ali, I, I think we definitely will. Uh, we've got a lot of COVID-induced factors yet to play out. So if you think about uh, fiscal and monetary stimulus, if you think about consumer spending habits, if you think about uh, uh, the way we work, all these things as COVID rolls through have got to unwind. And I think it will probably lead to a pretty volatile period and, and changing expectations for not only companies, but, uh, but the, what we pay for them as well.
1: Over to you, Simon. Are there any rotation opportunities that are alive and well in 2022? Or are you expecting volatility like Bruce?
3: Yes, I think, Ali, we're going to see another we're going to see quite a bit of volatility this year. I think um, January is a bit of a precursor to what we shall see through the year. I mean, the most dominant factor um, on the share market has been the ultra low interest rates um, that has been forced on the world by the US Federal Reserve and been copied by many other banks around the world. Um, And as a uh, ultra low interest rate environment um, unwinds um, and I think clearly the feds in the US has that saying that inflation is not transitory. We'll see bond rates move up as they, as they did quite strongly in January and that will lead to a big re adjustment particularly in those stocks that are high-ish growth and a lot of investors have bid to valuations that just don't make sense for us.
1: Staying with you Simon I'd love to know are you holding more or less cash than this time last year?
3: So our cash levels are about the same as this time last year, Ali, with a couple of percent in cash. But we do have quite a lot of stocks under takeover. So we've got about between 7 and 9% of the fund um, subject to takeover. So companies like Oznet, API, Senex um, Energies, uh, and Z Energy, which will turn into cash over the next um, six to eight weeks. Uh, that gives us about you know quite a lot of uh, firepower then to reinvest into those stocks that we think still represent
2: good value. And I can talk about those a bit later.
1: Same question to you, Bruce. Do you have more or less cash in your portfolio than this time last year?
2: We have uh, More Alley, we recently got taken out of uh, Sydney airports and we're yet to redeploy and because of the environment we're in, the volatility, the unknown earnings, that season that we're going into, uh, we thought we'd take the opportunity during that period to redeploy. Uh, We've got quite a few companies that we do like, um, that we are just waiting for the opportunity to purchase.
1: Bruce, staying with you, is there a sector that you're avoiding or rotating out of in 2022?
2: Yeah, Ali, if I was to choose one, it would be uh, consumer discretionary, particularly retail. Uh, They've had a period of unbelievable demand because we'd had no other choice. We couldn't go out to dinner. We couldn't go on holidays. We couldn't do all those sorts of things that we're used to. And in our view, it meant these companies are actually over-earning. As that rolls off, um, we think that uh, consumers will spend more money on services as opposed to goods. And it's really difficult to work out what underlying demand will be going forward. You could potentially see that they've had earnings or or they've had sales pulled forward into that COVID period.
1: What would make you re-enter the consumer discretionary sector or the retailers?
2: I think once we've got a feel for what normal sales look like and the growth rate of those sales, and for us, it always just comes down to whether the valuation stacks up and we've got a margin for safety built in there.
1: Over to you, Simon. Is there a sector that you're avoiding in 2022? Yeah, Lee, uh, like Bruce
3: was saying, we've been very cautious on the consumer discretionary sector and the discretionary, especially retail sector in particular. It was a perfect storm for them over the last 18 months with consumers locked at home, no overseas travel and the JobKeeper stimulus providing effective wage increase for some people, uh, particularly omnichannel uh, pure online players, which we've been very cautious of. Um, and those stocks, you know, despite the pullback, we think they still look pretty, pretty full. So we're pretty uh, cautious on the especially retail sector. Uh, margins look a bit inflated again, and and the valuations don't reflect, I think, um, you know, more normal underlying running conditions for for a lot of the a lot of the companies in that sector.
1: What would have to happen for you to start buying up retailers again?
3: Look, I think it comes down to a stock by stock basis, Ali. So you know, there are stocks such as Best and West and Meyer in the discretionary sector where the valuations look very cheap, and both stocks have been impacted by um, the shutdowns and uh, lockdowns of those having had stores closed. Um, and their margins haven't been artificially inflated by what's happened. So, you know, we think about those businesses on are less than 11, and six times in Maya's case, with good online opportunities. And we think the omni-channel uh, way is a much better way to play, um, the, you know, the growing trend to online. Um, the pure online players for us are, you know, pretty low margin businesses, really having to pay a lot of their, uh, their margin away to, to Google to drive um, volume to their websites. So that's a sector we're very cautious on.
1: Staying with you, Simon. Looking at your portfolio, which sectors are you overweight right now?
3: Your two sectors, Ali, that we like are the consumer staple sector and the communications and telco sector. Both have got fairly resilient demand. You know, they're, they're able to have you know some pricing power, and particularly the telcos are not you know not subject to to big cost of goods sold increases. And stocks in that sector look look attractively priced for our money.
1: What would have to happen for you to take money out of those sectors though?
3: Ali look it's a stock by stock um, situation so if the valuations were extreme um, you know obviously we would we would recycle out of that move out of those sectors but at the moment you know we're finding good value in the consumer staples um, and media sector and, and uh, telco sectors. Mm-hmm.
1: Is there a consumer staples and a telco communications player that you think is a winner in 2022?
3: Yeah we particularly like Beaker uh, in the consumer staples sector we really like the line Nathan dairy acquisition. That's been something that's really enhanced the, the transition that business is making to a more branded um consumer staples business. You know, that generates a much higher margin, uh, really you know drives the business away from the more commodity-based routes. Um is trading um you know about 19 times and an EBITDA multiple of eight times, which is a discount to international peers. Obviously, it's been impacted by COVID in the last um, last six months. But as those um, imposts unwind the business has some pricing power uh, and we think it's really well placed going forward in the telco sector we really like tpg it's the number three player it's a fully integrated telecommunications um, business that has been impacted by COVID with a lack of roaming as people haven't been traveling and overseas arrivals haven't been coming to the country but the merger between vodafone and tpg really brings together and creates a real third force in the telecommunications market so there's cost-out opportunities. There's the fixed wireless opportunity, which we think um, can grow their earnings going forward. It's trading on about 13 times um, cash-adjusted EPS. Generally pays a good dividend, really good management team, and a business that just looks very, very cheap and under-owned for us. Um, and the one, other, one other thing we really like about it is the opportunity to crystallise um, the asset base they have. Um, Telstra have just sold their towers business for 28 times EBITDA. TPG trades at eight times. Um, and they have a similar, you know, asset base which they could then, you know, sell a, uh, a stake in to crystallise some value and pay down debt and accelerate the increase
2: in dividends.
1: Okay, over to you, Bruce. Which two sectors are you overweight in twenty twenty two and why?
2: Uh, at the moment, Ali, we're certainly overweight energy. Uh, we think with uh, energy transition uh, dominating. Uh, dominating the headlines, there's been a real focus on on the reduction in long-term demand for your traditional en- energy companies. But we think a more immediate issue for them is 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 a lack of supply. Uh, going back sort of three or four years, we had very low prices that led to a real underinvestment in terms of capex and sometimes opex as well. So basically, the supply there is a supply shortfall given the energy needs of the country and uh and we think uh they will be sensible going forward uh in terms of how they spend their money we think they'll run them very lean um the commodity price that drives them is very good so excellent cash generation and uh we think uh on undemanding multiples it's it's a really good spot to be at the moment they also provide traditionally a bit of an inflation hedge which uh which we don't mind also
1: is there a second sector that you're overweight in your portfolio at the moment
2: yeah, Ali, we're not overweight at the moment, but certainly it is something we are focused very heavily on and that's healthcare. Um, over the last couple of years, it, uh, it uh, really hasn't been the place to be uh, from a price perspective, they haven't really changed over that period. And whether it be COVID impacts, whether it be their defensive nature, or whether it be maybe a a reasonably high multiple that they've since grown into. But certainly we think as COVID rolls off, a lot of them have been impacted through the deferral of elective surgeries. hospital has been put over to deal with COVID, so very inefficient operations. Uh, we think, uh, we think, and also uh, Australia has some very good healthcare companies to, uh, to choose from, so that's an area we're really focused on at the moment.
1: What would make you take money off the table in those energy and healthcare sectors?
2: I think it's the same that it made me put the money in in the first place. It's uh, it, it for us. It comes down to uh, comes down to a reasonable rate of return given the style of the company that it's in, and uh, and that we're getting rewarded for taking on the risk.
1: Are there two stocks within those two sectors that you're really liking at the moment that you think can outperform in 2022?
2: Yeah, from uh, from an energy perspective, we uh, we very much like Santos. Um, it's got a lot of opportunities in front of it. They've been very disciplined and organised with how they go about it. They are reasonably low risk opportunities. So obviously the uh, the uh, underlying price for oil and gas is is very uh, is very supportive of them. Lots of free cash generation. They're also looking at uh, post their uh, post their merger with oil search, They're looking at. Um, getting rid of non-core operations and also farming down some assets. So the balance sheet's really strong as well. Uh, so we think it's uh we think it's a great place to be at the moment. In terms of healthcare, uh, we do like, and I'll have to put a caveat on this, we do like Ramsey. Uh, we think it's going to have a poor half year coming up. Um, obviously with elective surgery deferrals, I think they're just reinstating them in New South Wales this week. Uh, we think that really does knock them around. But going forward all these deferrals those that requirement isn't gone all it does is firm up your future demand so we think they'll operate at very high utilization rates going forward we also think uh waiting lists particularly in the public system and this is not just domestically this is overseas as well we think the waiting list is a real political problem so they'll start pushing public patients through private hospitals they do have growth options as well whether it be through procurement or, or brownfields development so given uh, given its growth opportunity over the longer term we do think uh, the valuation at the moment stacks up quite nicely
1: Well, that's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell. I'd love to know what stocks you're backing for the year ahead. Let us know in the comments section below. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding new content every week.
0: Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.